Hello, my name is Erin, and I am the Director of Operations at the Bella Kalina Mansion. I am here with Joe, the CEO of Boss Cybernetics, and Kristen, the Director of Operations at the Belmont Mansion. And this morning, we will be talking about the demeanor of guests while attending a wedding. Holy hell, the behavior of guests. Let's talk about it. Joe, kick us off. (laughs) (laughs) So, we see a lot, right? We do. And we have... I'd like to say we see it all, but let's talk about dress code. Let's talk about how they appear, right? Because we we've just talk seen... about like what goes through their mind when they're like, I'm going to wear this to a wedding today. Mm-hmm. And did they decide that day or was it like pre-ordered? Did they actually try? Did they just slap something together? I mean, at your, well, both of your places, right? It's mansions. So you would think that there would be a certain dress code that would take place. Can we agree on that? At least. You mm-hmm. think, yeah. And then there's, of course, farm venues where mm-hmm. maybe other th- other type of attire is appreciated or sure. understood that it could be worn. But uh, we see pretty much everything. So how do we feel about the people who the bride didn't request it? It wasn't an all-white party, but the people who dress in white during a wedding day. The nerve. <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> Yeah, you know, personally to me, sometimes I think it could go back to who it is. You're going to justify it? Oh, I'm not justifying any of it. I think it's (laughs) it's terrible. I would never wear white to somebody else's wedding, regardless of my role, unless, like you said, Joe, the bride requested all white. That is different. That is the exception to the rule. But, you know, a couple weddings ago, we had the um, mother of the groom. All white. It was a like a white pantsuit with some cutouts and just I was like, oh my goodness, where did she get that? And why is she wearing it? Um, but it was very white. I don't know. It was like Did she get a picture next to the bride? I'm sure she did. Did the bride wear a white dress? <laughs> she did. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And then we have other guests, just friends of the bride who decide that they're gonna wear white. Except typically it's also combined with something a little too sexy. I've mm-hmm. seen it, yeah. Where, you know, certain things are hanging out and um, it's it's revealing. Mm-hmm. And do we? F- I feel it takes away from the bride and I just don't understand why you would do that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you add super revealing wedding attire and then make it white, it's even worse. You know, like the super revealing, in my opinion, wedding attire is bad enough. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen it, right? And then you make it white. It's crazy. In my eyes, it's crazy. Unless it's an all-white party, God bless. The idea of wearing white at a wedding is ridiculous. And then how about, because recently we also had um, we had a house full. I was watching it on the cameras. We had a house full. I shouldn't say a whole house it full. It wasn't full. There was a lot there of daggone people. <laughs> they were wearing slippers. But not like even like cute little. Slippers. But house slippers. But they were like furry. I, I like, get. Oh, those are cute, like at home. Maybe your feet are tired. Feet You're wearing are high heels. You decided you want to put on your really comfy slippers, but they were slippers. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you look nice and comfortable." Like, did anybody put on their house robe? I was. Just I was curious. waiting for it. I didn't see it. <laughs> no, I didn't see house robes. Okay, so slippers—that's a new one. That's a new one. I mean, I've seen it maybe a few times in the years, but it just seemed like there was an abundant amount of slippers when I was looking at the cameras. I've seen the bride run around in her like house slippers, like the cute little white ones that say "bride." Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this was these weren't those. They weren't those. No. These were like they were like furry. Walmart slippers. Walmart, yeah, yes. mm-hmm. furry, 
Furry. I saw furry slippers <laughs> in a mansion during a reception that was supposed to be absolutely beautiful. And these guests decided that they were going to bring their furry ass slippers out to the mansion for the reception. They also decided they were going to bring their bad attitude. So I guess I can <laughs> ask, do furry slippers and bad attitudes go hand in hand? <laughs> I mean, I just, I have a hard time understanding back to the furry damn slippers because I can't get over it. How did you pack them? Why did you pack them? Why did you think it was going to be a good idea when you were going through your closet at home and saying, I am bringing my furry ass slippers to a mansion, to a mansion, to have a wedding on the most important day of their life. Why would you think this is a good idea? Hmm, Interesting. All right. So then we also go into um, the behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So we have... There's always the, I shouldn't say always, it's not, I should say always monthly. How about that? Because we do a ton of weddings, but monthly we have the maid of honor who thinks it's all about her. It's her day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have the mother of the bride who thinks it's all about her. It's her day. We have the mother of the groom sometimes that thinks it's all about her, her day, right? Recently, we had a daggone officiant who thought it was all about her. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kristen knows about the officiant. Kristen had to deal with the officiant one-on-one. <laughs> this lady was a little, uh, she was a little much, God mm. bless. But Did you get her card so we can not recommend her? I feel like some, no, officiants, <laughs> some officiants think that they're rock star officiants. They're... Um, how can I put it? They're, if they truly have a congregation that they actually speak to, um, they become a bit of a narcissist because they, they're they so used to getting that crowd that's all about wanting to hear them speak that they come to a wedding and they still think that the same demeanor applies. They still think that everybody's going to uh, kiss their feet if you... Thank God. Did she have slippers? Did, she, did anybody catch that? A different wedding. Oh. I think so... <laughs> I feel like some officiants think that they're rock star officiants and that the whole world revolves around them. And and granted, I mean, I would say it's what, one out of 40, 50? Yeah. It's not much. I mean, we probably get maybe two to three per year that are just ridiculously difficult to work with who thinks everything is their way. And uh, this is their one hour of life in front of all these wonderful people. And they're going to do it the way how they want to be able to do it. And it really has nothing to do with the couple. I mean, we've seen it where it's a July, August day. It's hot as Hades out there. And this officiant just decides that she, she or he wants to be able to speak the word. And it's a, you know, 45 minute ceremony in the 95 degree weather with boats all out there going crazy with music and all the other wonderful stuff. And this officiant just keeps on going. Like there's nothing stopping this person from just talking. And cause that's, that's their time. Not realizing they're actually taken away from what is the couple's time on the wedding day. But this officiant, she was next level. Oh, definitely next level. She, um, she was demanding. She was rude. She came in with that horrible demeanor. Um, there was just nothing nice about this lady. As a matter of fact, uh, there was no, um, there was no, we just couldn't wait for her to be able to finally exit the scene and be able to get the heck out of here. She left pretty so, fast. That's uh, good. Yeah. I was like, now that I think about it, she didn't hang around very long. Well, that's good. So then we have, um, liquor that changes the guest demeanor, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have all seen this happen and we, we've talked talked about liquor enough at this point where we feel like it definitely um, takes away from the wedding. It's not a birthday party. It's not a celebration and where it's a couple hours. It's not, you know, where it's not 
completely encircled around one person or two people um, whenever you drink liquor outside and enjoying yourself it's you're not at the beach um, it's a wedding and you have to be able to you have to be here for the long term it's it's not a sprint it's a marathon right so mm-hmm. when they start drinking liquor early or god forbid they I can't tell you they when they bring liquor into the reception and just think it's okay like it's just sitting on the table and they're just going to pour it into their own daggone drinks like can you do that at a restaurant no you can't do that why would you think you can do it here if you can't do it at a restaurant it it doesn't make any sense to me and it happens more times than enough where they just you know you'll see a bottle of jack just sitting on the daggone reception table clear as day just whenever the staff goes over grabs it and says unfortunately you can't have this here you don't have the proper licensing insurance and everything else they actually look surprised yes it's taking uh, my house as your house to a whole new level, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's you just, there's a point of being comfortable, which I can appreciate being comfortable because Absolutely. we want them to be comfortable, but then there's taking it to that next level where they think that, you know, I'm, they're just going to label every single daggone animal a service animal and start bringing their pets over here. So they're going to have that's that's gonna happen right that's there. gonna happen yeah that's gonna happen so we have i like animals i'm fine with that i don't want peeing on the floor <laughs> those dogs were barking like ridiculous amount saturday see oh, they did have dogs they did have dogs yeah. see they were barking a 45 lot. minutes they better have been 45 minutes we don't yeah. allow pets on the property for more than 45 yeah. minutes but daggone it's just it brings it to a different level so you have the liquor which we they become so when people drink too much liquor, it like brings their it brings their inner hidden little self um, out and completely exposes it. And sometimes that means they're extremely quiet. Other times it means that they're just rude as hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if, when you start drinking it so early, and then when the reception actually starts, you know when you actually receive your food and your meal and all that stuff, but you're already completely lit because you've been drinking it all day long trying to sneak it in. I just don't know how, you know what always happens with these liquor weddings? They always end early. The they, ones where they have to sneak in, they've been drinking all damn day, they, it always ends early. And they're always rude. And they're rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can, uh, you know, we, we offer a liquor package, so I'm, I'm okay. With if, the proper licensing, with the proper insurance, licensing and everything insurance else. insurance and all that stuff. I, I don't mind serving the liquor if you go about doing it the right way. And, and we you can start also, drinking it at cocktail hour, the reception. Yes. Mm-hmm. We There's can also monitor what's being consumed and mm-hmm. who we're serving it to. And that's not because we don't want to serve you all the liquor. It's because we don't want you drinking and driving and getting in an accident or getting sick, mm-hmm. you know. But... I don't know. I'll never forget one of my first weddings, and I had no idea. We're going into it completely ignorant, and it was the second, the first or second wedding. I can't remember, but I remember, oh, no, no, it was the first wedding because it was for one of the Carolina Panthers, and they, the brother of the bride, I want to say this is going back a long time, but the brother of the bride came in. He was already lit, already drinking liquor. It was ridiculous. And you could tell he was spent. He, was, he wasn't going to make it the entire night. Needless to say, we did cake and then we were going into toast and the brother of the bride and the, the brother of the bride, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he just kept on taking every single time somebody would toast, he would take his hands, cup them around his mouth and go, whoop, whoop. The whole, t- the whole time. Like, I mean, even when people were just talking, whoop, whoop, it was just a shop. And he just kept yelling out, whoop, whoop. And you can see how annoying this gets, right? So yeah. literally, as everybody's toasting, you have the sentimental toast, you have the funny toast, you have the people who think you're supposed to roast, even though you're only supposed to be there to toast. All this stuff is going on. And he's going, whoop, whoop. 
So finally, it's it's annoying, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I can agree it's annoying. So then the groom comes up to me. He's like, you need to get this guy out of here. And well, there's no getting this guy out of here. I, I'd like to think I'm fairly tall, decent size. This guy was like twice my size. He, I, I wasn't getting him out of here. They decided they, they didn't want security. So there was no getting him out of here. So it was... I finally went up to him, touched him on his shoulder just to see how he would react to touch. He, of course, jumped a little bit because he's had too much liquor at this point. And then he turns around and I try to explain to him, you don't want to be remembered as this guy tomorrow. He refused to leave, refused. And what he did was he said, I'll leave, but I'm going to go talk to them first. And I'm like, it's a really bad idea. You've been screaming and yelling during toast. It's not a good idea. I'm going to go talk to them first. Any which way, but to avoid confrontation, we bring him on in and he goes to talk to him. And of course, they're not happy. And they're telling him that they're not happy. The ending was horrible, but it all started with him drinking too much damn liquor. He left. That stinks. But Mm -hmm. it's like you ruin somebody else's day because you're too ignorant to understand how the ending is going to happen because all you want to think about is that instant gratification of I'm going to drink now and it's going to be the time of my life. But it's not supposed to be the time of your life. I think some of it is ignorance, but I think some of it is very selfish where they just don't care. That goes back to, I see a lot of that, like the selfishness more in like the bridal party. I think what's really worse for, I, I, I can speak on my own behalf, like Kristen, you and I work with the couple from the beginning up until the end. And when I have an amazing experience with you through your planning process, you guys are just so great. And I'm like, wow, I cannot wait to meet their crowd because mm-hmm. they are so cool. And Hopefully your crowd is just like you, and then they're not. (laughs) Um, They're the crowd that sneaks in the liquor. And then I see a completely different side of a couple that was amazing. And then their bridal parties, a bunch of like rude, disrespectful folk, you know, will say Mm -hmm. that they just... I don't know. It's it's always liquor. It's the it's, I, I don't know. I don't feel like they're like that all the time. It's the liquor like it's when the they liquor. don't do it the right way. Correct. Mm-hmm. You're doing it the wrong way if you start taking shots of tequila at 10 a.m. Um, and who can <laughs> last like that? I mean, would you get fired from your job if you did that? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Joe, would right? I? I think, I think I would. <laughs> so why would you do it on this important day when the couple has spent so much money in one place to have absolute magic happen? And you have to destroy it by do by by doing that. Like yeah. I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. So um, we're all about having a great time. We have seen some epic weddings. Mm-hmm. I mean, epic. And one of my favorite weddings is when the whole crowd is here at the end of the, at the end of the mm-hmm. night. Right? We've all seen it. You have we, we go from two complete opposites. You have the ones who start drinking liquor early in the morning or early in the afternoon, and they just can't hang. This isn't something that they do every single day. They're not marathon drinkers. God bless. They start drinking, they're hiding it, they're thinking they're really cool, they have no idea what the hell their limits are, and then they're gone a little bit after dinner. The whole crowd, just gone right Mm -hmm. after dinner. It sucks, right? And then you have the ones who do everything right, who listen, who who want this spectacular wedding. They're here to support the couple. And at the end of the night, you have 90% of your crowd hanging out. They're all singing freaking, what is it, Sweet Caroline? Mm -hmm. And they're all in a big circle, the couple's in the middle dancing, and they're all yelling and having fun, but it's 100% support. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. And it's like you're sitting on the backside and you're just smiling because it's like, you know what? This couple had that perfect, perfect day. There was no drama. There was no aggravation. There was nobody throwing up. There was nobody passing out. There was nobody being rude or ignorant to, to the staff who's worked all day long to be able to make magic happen for them and keep, keep the logistics and, and, you know, on time. There was just just 
fun. It was just really, really enjoyable for everybody, not just the crowd, but the staff too. Yeah, I completely agree. So we go from, I don't know, maybe it's just their surroundings and they think it's acceptable. Or they just don't care. Yeah, or they're just rude. <laughs> but that's due to their surroundings and they think it's unaccept- they just think it's acceptable. Or do they just not respect the couple enough? That might have something to do with it too. Let's talk about showing up late. Yeah, please, oh. let's talk about showing up late. <laughs> so we have the guest who, so Prelude starts 30 minutes before the processional, the ceremony, right? And you have the people who show up, God bless, an hour before the day on Prelude, and then they're in the middle of pictures and everything else. There's a proper time to show up to a wedding for everybody who doesn't know. It's literally Prelude. So the time the Prelude starts, you have 30 minutes before the ceremony. That is your time to, to show up to the actual, to the event, to the to the location, because that's when they're expecting you. If you show up before the prelude, and let's say it's raining and there's minimal, there's less space to be able to take pictures, you're in all the pictures. If you show up before a prelude, you may see the bride walking around the house and or the venue, and the bride may not want the guest to be able to see her yet at this point. So when you show up before prelude, you're actually, in theory, causing trouble. And when you show up after prelude, part of the processional, you're taking away from the ceremony. It doesn't matter how you do it. You can try to sneak in. You can do all this other stuff. You're still taking away. Somebody's eyes from the ceremony was taken off of the couple and put on you because you're the person showing up late. Mm -hmm. And then we have the crowds. Well, the best part is the crowd that shows up. You have six, seven people that all come together, two cars, one car, whatever the case may be for a minivan. And they all pull on up and they drive on in. And then they're loud coming down the driveway at Bella, right? Because, you know, you have the parking lot up top and then you have the driveway. And they're literally just being loud and talking while the ceremony's going on. And then they come on in and they look at you like, the hell you looking at? And it's because they're late. And it's like they, they have no comprehension to the fact that they're late and that they didn't show up on time. And they're just like, the hell are you looking at? And then we, we're like, well, I, I point to my watch and I like literally make it abundant that I'm looking at my watch just to make sure that they understand that they're late. And then we'll pull out a back chair somewhere in the ceremony and allow them to be able to get on in. But then they're also the same people who want to whip out their cameras because they weren't here for the daggone cell phone announcement. Yeah. You're very quiet today. Why are you so quiet today? I'm just processing. <laughs> You're processing I, think I feel what? like I've seen. You've I mean, been doing this for seven, I, eight years. No, I just feel like the whole... It, it, why hasn't it changed in seven years? You know, like you, you go over the time to put on your invitation. They put the right time on the invitation. If you invite me to your wedding and you say it starts at three o'clock, I'm going to show up around probably 2.45, right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, solid 15-minute window there. I'm, I, I Realistically, I'll probably show up at 2.30, but I'm not going to show up at 1.30. Um, I just, I don't know. I look, I'm, I'm kind of over here processing my years mm-hmm. of this and all the things that I've seen, and I'm like, why hasn't it changed? <laughs> you know, I can appreciate the guest. Why do I still see it? What about the guest that's coming from Charlotte or Raleigh? I can almost appreciate the fact that they ended up showing up early because you don't know what you're going to get for traffic or an accident if you're driving an hour and a half, two hours Mm -hmm. away, and you're like, look, I do not want to be late. Like These people mean a lot to me. I would rather be early than me be late, but Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about what early is going to end up putting on to the couple, right? So, I get that. So sit in your car. I mean, because I would. mm -hmm. Like if I was driving to Charlotte or Raleigh or coming in from Charlotte or Raleigh, and I'm like, oh, goodness, like I showed up an hour early. Okay, run to Starbucks, grab yeah. a coffee, or sit in the parking lot. Like, but do don't... they know to do that, or are they just like, ah, eh, we'll go to scope out the venue? How do you not know? 
I don't know. <laughs> like, how do people not Do you not that? travel anywhere else? Like, I mean, that's ever? my question. Yeah. Have you, well, and maybe you've never been to a wedding. That's that's what I would hope. I guess that, when you check in at Great Wolf Lodge <laughs> or a hotel, you're allowed to check in at a certain time. Correct. If you show up early, what happens? Sometimes they'll let you. Sometimes. Sometimes they don't have your room ready. Right. And other times they're like, you have to wait. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And most people, I would think, I guess what we do is we push the envelope as a culture, right? So if we know our check-in time is 3 o'clock at a hotel, then we show up at 2 o'clock and we're just like, well, they'll fit us in. Well, they'll take us in. You know, I always call, though. So if if we're like, that's a great example. A couple weeks ago, we actually went to a wedding in Charleston. And we drove down that afternoon. And I was like, well, check-in's not till 4 o'clock, but we're going to be in around 2.30 so we, we could just show up, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I called. I was like, well, I don't want to just show up and chill in their lobby um, until my room is ready at 4 o'clock. They're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We already have your room ready. Perfect. We'll go ahead and check in. But if she had said, no, it's going to be 4 o'clock, we're not going to have your room ready, we would have gone and gotten a late lunch or mm-hmm. gone and gotten the coffee or something. I don't know. I just... You were being considerate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So is it just a considerateness that's gone? Is it too much to ask for for people to just be considerate? <laughs> Must be. I mean, it's not hard to be nice. I said that with the day gone officiant on what it was it Saturday, I mm-hmm. think. Um, you know, it's just it's not hard to be nice. And the people who come in are just rude. The guest, the officiant from Saturday, um, it's at one of the venues. We're not going to say which one, but it's it is not <laughs> apparent. It is not apparent. So. But it's let's talk more about that because you're right. It's like it's not hard to be nice. Like I feel like even kids nowadays, little mm-hmm. kids are still raised to what's the saying? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Did we just forget that? Like you don't need to be mean to me because you're having a bad day. Right. Thinking about this efficient, it's like somebody just pissed on her damn Cheerios. It was a horrible that, day. That's not our problem. That's no. not Kristen's problem. That's no. not the staff's problem. It's not the bride and groom's problem. Like. <laughs> I just don't understand how you come in and you just start making demands to every... I mean, I had it once where, and I, I, I'll, it's still in the back of my mind, that the couple got married at the church, which is great, good, that's awesome, and they came here just for the reception, which I love because they get more time to party if yeah. you have that awesome crowd. Now, granted, the guests are in for a longer day because they have, they have to drive on out to the church. They have to be able to, of course, attend. This one was a Catholic ceremony, so it was probably 45 minutes to an hour long. And then at that point, you have your receiving line, and then eventually the guests end up showing up. And then, of course, they do their six hours here. Much longer day for the guest, but we love it because they get a lot more time to be able to party. So if you have that awesome crowd, yeah, it's great. Get married at the church. Come on out and let's have some fun. This particular crowd, they, of course, were at the church first. It was a Catholic wedding. And the couple showed up, bridal party showed up. The guests, of course, start showing up and everything. And it was awesome. And then all of a sudden, the officiant, the pastor, shows up. And there was this one person, and it was a lady. I can't remember the how she was related or anything. I think she was just part of the church. And this officiant wanted coffee. But the couple didn't offer coffee at their they wedding. didn't order it. And she was like, well, it doesn't matter. We want coffee. And I'm like, but there what? is no coffee. Be- and she's that? like, but you don't understand. The pastor wants coffee. And I was like, okay, so Why just drive down the street it. and go get her <laughs> yeah. some coffee. And she's like, so you don't have coffee in the house? I was like, I do. It's my coffee that I have every single day. But if I give it to one person, I have to give it to everybody. And I don't give anybody entitlement. It's like, it's not going to happen like that. She's like, well, I think you should make an exception. The pastor wants coffee. You get coffee. 
And I was like, the coffee's not, yeah, how many times have I said coffee? <laughs> so I said, tell us how you feel about your coffee. Joe. <laughs> the coffee is not going to happen. If you want coffee, you can go up the road, go get her some coffee, come on back and then she'll be perfectly fine. But it was the, it was the, I like, I'm just supposed to bow down and just do it because you said do it because the pastor wanted it. And this person was all about making sure the pastor gets exactly what the pastor wants. So that's part of that rock star syndrome. I say whenever the pastor comes in and the pastor's like, I want this, you go get it. And this lady was all about that. It was nuts to me. I've got stories like that from when Mm -hmm. I worked at Enterprise, a totally different industry. But it's like, no, it has to be this color car and this make and model. And I'm like, yeah, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you get what I give you. Let me check you into reality and then we'll get your car. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So... Hey, which way? So, demeanor of guest. I feel like this one we could probably just talk about a ton, but we will save it for another time. Or you, you know, we could end on this. My kids actually—I t- heard them talking to each other the other day. So, um, I have five-year-old twins. For those who don't know, right? And they're in pre-K at the elementary school. And I guess one of their teachers has this saying, and they were saying it to each other at the dinner table the other night. And th- we should just take this everywhere, especially <laughs> social events. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. But to hear the five-year-olds, they said, you get what you get. Don't throw a fit. And I'm like, I like right. that. I like that too. You get what you get. I'll write that down. <laughs> we can all use that in fit. our adult lives. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, if you like what you heard, hit the follow button and uh, click that little notification so this way you get notified on our next podcast that's coming on up. Have fun.